Welcome to The Faith Retriever, fetching the good news for your family, a show that deepens our relationship with Jesus Christ by connecting listeners with the local church. Now, here's Deacon Eric Page. We're blessed to have with us today Deacon Dwayne Sharman, and he's going to be sharing with us a little bit about what our attitude at work should be and how faith can play an important role in the workplace. You know, our work is such an important part of our lives and our faith should really be part of that part of our lives, but how do we go about doing that? Deacon Dwayne's going to share a little bit with us how we balance faith and family and our relationship with God and, of course, work. Deacon Dwayne Sharman serves the Archdiocese of Seattle right now as a deacon at Our Lady of Hope in Everett. And he has served those communities for some time as a pastoral coordinator and a variety of other roles. He also has an extensive work experience helping out the diocese as field staff and pitching in with parishes that need a little bit of help with one thing or the other. And prior to this, Deacon Duane served for a number of years in a variety of HR positions at the Boeing Company, including Director of Human Resources. He served 31 years there and has amassed a great uh, body of experience that he can share with us today as he discusses how we understand our role at work and how we incorporate faith into all of that. Deacon Dwayne, it's wonderful to have you with us. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to have you with us today to explore this huge subject of work, which is a big part of our life and our faith should influence us there. We're going to talk about motivations for how we approach work, kind of our attitude for work today. Um, To get started, you know, you had an amazing career. What were your motives? And what was your attitude towards your first job? And what was your attitude as you worked here as an executive in Boeing? Yeah, I think uh, the most important first job I ever had was picking cucumbers at 50 cents a bucket uh, that my mom uh, pushed me into. But uh, again, the, the motivation was to stay out of trouble with my mom. But it did teach me the value of working hard for your employer, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you're going to you're going to get paid for something. Uh, you show up every day and you do it well. So that was a real important first job for me, uh, even though I, I disliked it immensely. But um, <laughs> my first job at Boeing um, was really about, I believe, supporting my family. So when I first started at Boeing, I was about six months in, and my wife also worked at Boeing. And um, Mary got pregnant with our daughter, Megan, and uh, we were on our way. So at that point in time, we made the decision that Mary would uh, quit her job, at least for a few months. And we figured we had about six months of, uh, of savings to, to get us through. Uh, and Mary never went back to work there or anywhere else. So uh, we went on to have several more children. But um, that motivation around money w- was really, I would say, not so much a motivation around money, but uh, a motivation around uh, being able to sacrifice for your family. Mm-hmm. and that whole idea of service to others which has kind of been i think a key aspect of my life that that's led me throughout my life all the way to where i am now as a uh, a full-time deacon uh, serving god's people so uh, but that idea of sacrifice for family and service to others uh, was was primary for me in terms of the motivation And the attitude that I brought with that was what I learned from my first job. You know, you show up for work every day, uh, you earn your pay and then some, and uh, you do the very, very best you can. Um, And as a sole breadwinner for my family, I was always very, very aware that um, I needed that job back. (laughs) So uh, you couldn't couldn't miss a paycheck. So 
um, it, that was really uh, the first job that I had at Boeing and, and what really kind of uh, pushed me hard in, in, in my work every day. I think as, as I grew in my, um, my career at Boeing, I really kind of had this concept that I developed early on and, and I'm a planner, you know, so um, I put together this idea of like a three-legged stool, right? There was, there was God, there was family, and work. Mm -hmm. And all three of those things needed to be in harmony. Yeah. And if they weren't, then one of those areas wasn't going to go well. Right. And when I became an executive at Boeing, I remember being told by people, oh, wow, you, everything's different now. You've yeah. sold your soul to the corporation <laughs> and your family won't know you. And I had executives, you know, older executives, you know, talk about you know, their kids that didn't know who they were, the divorces yeah. and all the carnage that was left with not being in balance. So right. I was convinced that I wasn't going to do that and that um, I was going to really stay primarily focused. Number one was God. Number two was family. Number three was work. Mm -hmm. But all of those things needed to work together and to be in balance. And again, as I progressed in my career, there was a lot more challenges around that. Maybe yeah. the, the financial needs decreased, right. uh, but the time commitments increased, right. uh, especially from the company standpoint so, right. yeah, and so, family. So if you're an, an executive at Boeing, what kind of week can you expect? I mean, how many hours a week are you supposed to work if you're a, an exec there? Uh, there was no set time. Right. Right. So I knew people that would work seven days a week, you know, uh, 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Yeah. Um, I knew people that didn't have that rigorous of a schedule and, you know, it, it came with time, right? Different times, it was different. But what I always kind of worked toward in my career and, and as now as a deacon full time, I try to work this in, in my work as a deacon and my service as a deacon, is that idea of balance. Mm -hmm. And on any given day, you may not be in balance. Yeah. But you should be able to look back on 30 days and go, hey, mm -hmm. I think I kind of kept things together. Right? right. I might have let down a little bit here, but nothing fell off of the table. Yeah. And I think that's that more of a longer term focus of what balance is, because if you try to say it was I balanced today. No, probably not any day. Am I <laughs> right. balanced on all three of those things? But over the course of a period of time and everybody yeah. has to decide what what is it that makes you comfortable in, right. in terms of that time. Um, but I find that the people that think that they're going to be balanced every day are in for a really rude awakening, right. regardless if you're an executive or an aircraft mechanic or, yeah. you know, uh, the challenges of family life uh, and work life are significant. Right. And I think the, the what coalesces around that is the faith piece, right? So that kind of right. keeps you in a place where you can maintain yeah. that balance. And it seems like you had kind of an understanding with Mary that enabled you to, you know, come to this sort of consensus of like, okay, here's how as a family, we're going to manage the labor, if you will, mm -hmm. of, you know, what I'm going to do at work, what happens at home and, you know, how do we kind of manage it? Did you have a lot of conversations about that early on? Yeah. Or? You know, we really, we had some really good conversations early on. And, and one of the most important ones was I think when Mary told me, she said, you know, Dwayne, um, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom now. And she was a professional, you know, she was actually probably had a greater future in front of her at, at Boeing than I did uh, <laughs> at the time. 
And she, I remember we had dinner one night. She says, so here's the deal though. When I stay home, um, it's not going to be that I'm going to do all of this stuff. Okay. Right. Cause I'm going to be a mom. Yeah. Being a mom is the primary function. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other stuff you got to do to keep house going. Right. Right. And so that was the message to me that says, okay, Dwayne, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't expect me to cook and clean and do everything right. that we do collectively together now. Right. Once we have children, because yeah. her job becomes primarily focused on the children. Yeah. And so that was a really important thing for me. And, and there would be times, you know, where, um, you know, we had some division of labor that we set up. You know, I always did the bathrooms, right? I cleaned yeah. the toilets, which is similar <laughs> to what I did at work sometimes. <laughs> there you but, go. But <laughs> uh, it was, you know, we had those things, right? And there's things that Mary did really well and, and things that I did better. And, and we worked on that. Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm more of a rigid person who said kind of a planner, right? I want to see right. the list of what I have to do. Mary's not. She's yeah. fluid, right? So she moved every day and I learned a lot from her, I think, uh, throughout that process um, of us growing together and adding more children into our family and having more responsibilities around work that I began to kind of uh, be more fluid with that as well, right? right? On, again, on any given day, the distribution of labor might not be fair at home, right? That, <laughs> right. Yeah. But when we look back on it at the end of the week or at the end of the month, we go, okay, yeah, yeah. we're all pulling our pulling our weight. So right. And given your kind of, you know, really hectic schedule as a exec, how did you get time factored into your day or into your week or to the month so that you could communicate? You know, there, because you could see a situation where you have a really busy spell um, at work and you've probably had to be intentional about making sure that you were checking in periodically. Right. Yeah. I'd say again, that was something that I would have liked to have seen a schedule for, Mm -hmm. but that's not how Mary operated. Right. Right. And because her her day with raising children all day, the schedules go out the window real fast, depending on what attitude the kid has. So, you know, we, we would just take any advantage and opportunity we had. A lot of times it's quick calls. I would usually call on my way home yeah. just to kind of get a sense of the lay of the land. You know, yeah. when you, if you're walking into a really rough day for mom, <laughs> that is so you smart. better be aware of that. Yep. So, you know, I would try to do that, you know, yeah. kind of get a sense of what was happening and, and uh, be sensitive uh, to her. You know, there were days where I came in and she literally just took a kid and met me at the door and went, woof, <laughs> pushed the kid at me. And I'm still right. there in my tie or whatever yeah. I'm wearing, you know. And I was like, wow, okay, I got, I, I understand this day. Yeah. Um, but you know, I had a hard day too, you know, but, yeah. but again, you had to, family was primary over work. Yeah. So I had to constantly remind myself of that, um, that a, a really bad day for Mary uh, is, is going to probably take precedent over a really bad day for me. That's a great observation. So. That, yeah. That's a smart observation because the, you know, Balance in terms of work life may not be the perfect expression because, in a lot of ways, it's got to. There's got to be a priority. You know, if if push comes to shove, which one gets the the support? And I think that it sounds like you had that built into the. the and system. there was and there was commitments that I made that I never missed out on. Right or. Yeah. You know, rarely. You know, it had to be really significant, and and Mary knew that. If right. I, if I fell down in one area, there must have been a really big issue happening and because she had worked at Boeing she kind of understood right. Boeing a bit too so it was uh, and she also worked in human resources so she kind of got it yeah um, but she, you know it was there was a trust there that when things were when I just said honey I can't be there for this right I didn't get a lot of questions that didn't happen yeah. very often but right. she understood that I understood 
that was a serious thing that I was doing if right. I was going to miss it. Yeah, because you, it sounds like you invested a lot of time in communication with each other so that there's a base of common understanding and a lot of consensus about what you're doing. Right. What a great experience, though, to kind of have that time working with each other a little bit in advance and then also to have the communication that formed that groundwork, which really seems to be a takeaway is that you you got to have the, the framework and then you've got to have the ability to know where each other are all the time. And but also that that sense of faith. And in our next segment, we'll talk more about how faith plays such a key role in all of this. We're blessed to have Deacon Dwayne Sharman with us on the Faith Retriever. And we've just wrapped up our first segment and we'll pick up again in just a little bit. You're listening to Faith Retriever with Deacon Eric Page. We'll get back to the conversation right after this short break. A prayer to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, my light, my love, my strength, be with me now and always. In all my doubts, anxieties, and trials, come, Holy Spirit. In my hours of loneliness, weariness, and grief, come, Holy Spirit. In failure, in loss, and in disappointment, come, Holy Spirit. When others fail me, when I fail myself, come, Holy Spirit. When I am ill, unable to work, depressed, come, Holy Spirit. Now and forever and in all things, come, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, for the sake of your sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Faith Retriever is back with Deacon Eric Page and his special guest. Sit, listen. We are here with Deacon Dwayne Sharmond, and we're talking about our attitude at work and the way that we see work and how we integrate our faith with all of that. Deacon Dwayne, thanks again for being with us. You bet, my pleasure. You know, we spent a little bit in our first segment talking about how we integrate faith, family, God, and understand our work in terms of the balancing act or the prioritization of family and faith. And you, did a great job describing how you worked with Mary effectively to understand kind of what's going on in her world and what's and she understood what was happening in your world. Did you have a way of integrating your faith into all of that? And kind of did that play a role in organizing the way you thought about work and maybe it changed from one phase in your life to the other? Yeah, it 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 really did. The you know, I, Mary and I, we grew up together, so, uh, you know, we, we've known each other since we were five and have a, um, a long history together in the Catholic Church, right? So we went through Catholic grade school together. So we were brought up very similar. Our families are very different, but same core values. So, you know, can't say how important that was in keeping us grounded, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we, we knew what, what we knew as, as Catholics, right? Yeah. And that drove... You know, when push came to shove, we knew what the answer was, the right, right answer was, right? Yeah. And we could each hold each other accountable to come there. If, we, if one got there and the other wouldn't, you know, we, we could eventually get there together because that was a common grounding element for us. Right. And it, and it always has been. So I think that's, that's probably the most important element 
Um, and then I think, you know, at certain times of your life, you, you, you really need it, right? Yeah. I think a lot of times, you know, you first get married, you're rolling along, career's going good. Yeah, you know, God, he's, he's a great guy, but, you know, um, <laughs> I'm doing pretty darn good. You right. Know? And, and so I, I think, you know, you, you know I, I personally kind of ran into that. You know, we, we always practice our faith every Sunday. Mary was a choir director, so I would haul all the kids into church every, every week. But, you know, for us, what really, when you really hit those walls, right, and, and we lost one of our children um, at birth, and it was a very difficult situation, but that's where, again, when you really have crisis in your life, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's work or family, you can always go to the, to the basis of your faith right. for strength. And, and you always knew that was there. So yeah. there was never hopelessness, right? Yeah. Even in my job, there were some tough times in my job where I thought, oh my gosh, you know, am I gonna make it? You know, right. as you kind of grow in the ranks and then they start thinning the ranks out and yeah. know, somebody's not happy with you. And it's like, wow, is this, is this it for me? Because yeah. uh, one thing I've, I've learned in my career is that uh, just because you're asked to leave uh, a place doesn't necessarily mean you're not a good performer, right? right. There's a lot of reasons yep. why a company might ask you to leave, and it may have nothing to do uh, with if you're good or bad at what you do. So, you know, uh, being able to go back to the faith piece of mm-hmm. that, I remember taking walks, you know, out yeah. out in the woods and just praying, you know, saying, "Lord, you know, what's going on at work for me right, right. now? Is this, you know, if I lose my job, what am I going to do? I've got all these kids and a wife and." But I, I always, I never lost hope. Yeah. Know? And so that was such a critical element um, uh, is that there's always hope. Yeah. Because you, know? you always knew that God was with you and there was going to be the crosses and the challenges. Didn't really want to deal with them, but right. they come. Yeah. But then you go. I, you know, I think that's a really important message for everybody to hear, especially coming from someone who directs <laughs> human resources. You could do a great job at work and you can still run into a rough patch, mm-hmm. you know, and odds are good in a career, you're going to hit a few of those. And it sounds like your foundation of faith and was key to that, but it it wasn't just you. It seemed like you and Mary just, you'd spent a lot of time talking about it. Faith was kind of behind the scenes. And one of the things I just, you know, picked up from what you were describing is that you, you never seemed to worry about, you know, whether Mary would have your back if things went south at work. Yeah. Which is, that's a, a huge source of comfort. The other thing I noticed is that there seems to be a real, for lack of a better way to describe it, team approach with your your family. There wasn't your career and Mary's career and this tension about who gets w- what amount of time for their career. And there was just a sense of like, we're a team, we're a family, we're doing this together. Yeah, so. yeah and that was true. Uh, really, every day of the week, because you know you always look at the weekends as being a little different, right? But um, you know, the, the days that I was working, uh, in the evenings that I would work, you know, and, 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 and again, it's about, are you, are you really displaying the love and respect that you have for that person yeah. in what you're doing? Right. Yeah. So even when, you know, there was something happening, work was really busy. I would, and I had to be somewhere, whether it was to coach soccer or to, to help bail Mary out of something, cause she had a meeting at church or practice require. I got there right yeah. now. Three hours later, I might have been logging onto the computer right. and doing work, and she saw that, right? So yeah. it's like, well, yeah, he could have stayed at work and, you know, kind of left me out in the cold. Right. But no, I was going to lose some sleep over that, right? Yeah. And that was more important. So you have to be able to show 
you know, through your actions too, that, that they matter yeah. a lot and that you're willing to sacrifice. It's kind of that back to that message right. of sacrifice, self-sacrifice uh, and service to others is kind of the common theme, I think, yeah. uh, throughout. That's an important thing that is really clear is that, you know, you've got you had that system of understanding God first, family second, then, then the work, but it's all about service at, at each level. I mean, it, it seems like the same commitment that you had to picking cucumbers back, you know, back when you were, you know, in that case, your, your mom was saying, hey, you got to do this to learn how to work, and you, you learned it. It's all framed around service, but you remember your deepest commitments first, you know, right. to, to God and then to family. Right. But it sounds like you also saw your work at Boeing that you were offering a service to the people around you. you yeah. You know, yeah. In, in my job, you know, when I ended my career at Boeing, I, I did, um, I was the redeployment expert in the company, right? Uh -huh. So when the company said, we've got a X number of million dollar problem that we're gonna solve by getting, uh, shedding some of our people, they would come to me and they say, Dwayne, how do we do this, right? right? Where do we take the people from? When should it happen? How should it happen? What's the cost savings, right? Yeah. So yeah, I took that into that work really deeply yeah. um, because there's easy ways to do that and then there's really thoughtful ways to do that. Right. And how you deal with people, how you talk to people, how you prepare people, yeah. the assistance you give to people is critical in a in a tough situation right yeah. and and it was i had plenty of those situations and um again my faith background right you know acting with integrity acting with honesty yeah. uh, acting with compassion right um even for people that deserved yeah. <laughs> to be fired you know right. and i one of my jobs for a while is i i let executives go at the mm -hmm. company and you know there were some people that really deserved to go but still they had families at home, right? Yeah. They had kids in school. So it, you weren't just dealing with that person, you were dealing with their family too. And right. you can kind of make that switch that says, no, this is about some something greater than just that one person who right. may have done something really awful. Yeah. Um, but it's a family. Right. And and how you can help them work through that. You know, I'd always say to them, I said, So what are you gonna tell your, your husband or what are you gonna tell your wife when you get home tonight? Oh wow. That's what I would I would always yeah. start my conversation with them and I said, Well, how about this? You know, and we would talk yeah. through and and uh, kind of rehearse through. So So that kind of sense of like service is you know, carrying through you're serving God, but you're also serving that person yeah. and you're serving the con the company, which it seems like in a complex job like what you were doing you had to manage commitments to a lot of different people, but throughout it all, it's the, the North Star's faith. Right. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's that, that, you know, every person is created in the image of God, right? Yeah. So you, every person. You're right. <laughs> um, and so you, if you maintain that focus, right, um, it affects how you yeah. do your job. Because I, I saw lots of people do their jobs in really funny ways that uh, didn't have that North Star. Yeah. And I saw families get destroyed. I saw right. people, you know, leave with, you know, real angst and upset in their yeah. lives. And, and uh, yeah, the, the ripple effect is huge yeah. uh, on how we treat people, whether it's our family members or people at work. And that North Star of our faith is what, helps us know how we should treat people, right? Yeah. And, and right. you get busy and you get tired and you get whatever, frustrated, but you, you just got to step back yeah. you know, and remember. And I suspect that in many ways, it wasn't always that you were, you know, thinking through all the steps and thinking, okay, God wants me to do this. I've got to do this at home. I've got to do this 
you know, you just had relation a relationship with God that was strengthened by your per- constant participation in the sacraments, your engagement with your family life, and you know, the nice thing about it is that in addition to caring for people well in your organization, you built airplanes that we all count on. I mean, <laughs> and that's you know the thing I think we have to remember with work. You know, there's the service that we provide does have an you know an end result that comes out through the work of the company too. And, and again, I, I was far from perfect in making all that stuff work, you know. Yeah. But, you know, the key is you learn from it and you integrate that back into your life and continually try to improve right. how you are serving others and, um, and how you're showing up at work, how you're showing up at home, and how you're showing up within your communities. So. Yeah, it sounds like there were times when honoring, doing the right thing may not have been the easy thing. No. Yeah, there was some risk involved there, too. Yeah. You know, there are certain things that I refuse to miss, right? I'm not going to miss my kid's birthday. I'm not going to miss my anniversary. I'm not, you know, there are certain things yeah. uh, that were non-negotiables, right? Right. And, and again, I never said no, right? Boeing wanted me to move for most of my career, and I said, not yet. Yeah. It was always, not yet. Well, I can't brutal. right now. Um, and then pretty soon, you know, you're on to something else. And, right. And um, so, you know, that's the key, you know, is... is uh, Sometimes you have to just say, now I, I can't do that right now, or this weekend I can't do it, or on Friday night I can't do it, but how about Saturday morning? Yeah. I could be in work Saturday morning. You know? Right. And so it's the ability to kind of know your priorities and negotiate a good way. And, right. and I think that I became known as a person uh, who was very family and faith oriented. Yeah. And so people understood that and right. where in some cases you know people leave their faith and they leave their family out of their workplace and the bosses don't understand what they're really giving up so right. you, you know part of it is you, is you taking some risk and showing who yeah. you are and what's important in your life and it's easier than to explain why you can't do something at work you can't right. work this weekend because right and um, they end up respecting you for that yeah. it has been my experience is uh, uh, they respect that and then you also became become known as a person that has those values and people are kind of attracted to that oh, in yeah. the workplace, right? No, they don't want powerful. a boss that just wants you to work every day. Right. They want they want to share their lives a bit. Yeah, and knowing that you've got the integrity to care for your family lets them know that if push comes to shove, what if you're their supervisor, they can count on you to have that integrity when you work with them. So, yeah. Yeah, well, this has been a really powerful conversation, uh, Dick and Dwayne, really appreciate it great guidance in kind of living the integrated life, faith, faith in God, and service to family, service to your work is kind of the guidance in North Star and hope that we can continue this conversation. Yeah, I'd love to. There's lots to talk about. Amen. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being with us on The Faith Retriever. Great. And The Faith Retriever will be back in with future conversations with Deacon Dwayne Sharman. Thanks so much and God bless. Join Faith Retriever each week for conversations about the faith and tips to engage family in the truth, beauty, and goodness of God's Word. Find Faith Retriever here on Sacred Heart Radio. Search sacredheartradio.org for programs and podcasts or listen on your favorite podcast platform.